Should the Pelicans sign Russell Westbrook if he's bought out by the Utah Jazz? The answer might not be what you think. It's the Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday with a heck of a show. Should the Pelicans sign Russell Westbrook if he's bought out by the Utah Jazz? This kind of comes from a Twitter mailbag question. I'll break that down for you in a second here. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. I'm here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down every single thing you want to know about this Pelicans team, the wins, the losses, the trade deadline, like denouement that we have from all of this. It's still kind of lingering things like that. Russell Westbrook, other buyout candidates in today's show too. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel and maybe answer today's question, should they sign Russell Westbrook if he's available? Yes or no in the comments down below on YouTube. Number one way you can support the show. Today's episode of Locked On. Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So I promise this comes from an actually a very good question. And this comes from Twitter user because I'm putting out, we're, we're going to have some time over the All Star break the next like 10 days or so to answer your questions. And I will take them here. They might get turned into a whole show. They might be a segment. It might just be a kind of whole big mailbag episode. But ask me your questions on Twitter at Nola Jake. This one comes from, man, you got to get a better Twitter handle than this at JP2530785. And his question is, would the Pels consider adding someone in the buyout market given their perceived lack of interest spending money on a non-contender? I'm assuming you mean kind of trying to duck the luxury tax or get under the luxury tax already for next year. Are they being cheap given that they're not really a true contender this year? I get what you're saying. And I don't think it's as simple as like they're not a contender so they don't want to spend money. It's just you got to spend money on the right kind of guys. One guy that might be available after his trade to the Utah Jazz from the Los Angeles Lakers is Russell Westbrook. Is this someone that makes sense for the New Orleans Pelicans? A lot of you are either screaming yes, and I think a lot of you are probably screaming no for most most of you. I don't think it's as cut as dry at that or cut as whatever I'm trying to say. Russell Westbrook makes a lot of sense when you start to really think about it and dive into it. What is the Pelicans' problem right now? What have we seen, especially when they were without both Zion and Brandon Ingram, and they're going to be without Zion for weeks, potentially open-ended right now, after the All-Star break? And that's been offense. That's been offense for them. A guy that can kind of create his own shot, get his own points, create a little bit for others as well, and give you some easy offense. Too many times we've seen, and this happened in the third quarter the other night in the Pels win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, a former Russell Westbrook team, that they just kind of stand around and don't do anything. It's just bad offense, and it doesn't work. There's not dribble drives, there's not penetration, there's not things like that. Westbrook 
gives you all of that. He does that still. This is a guy that takes the majority of his shots at the rim, gets downhill, wants to try and score that way. This season, 31% of his shots are at the rim. Last season, 33%. A third of his shots were at the rim for his career 34.3% of his shot attempts have been at the rim. When you look at that on the Pelicans this season, no one's doing that a whole lot outside really, you know, that's a non-big, right? You got to kind of factor that in too. You have Zion Williamson, but the next closest non-big is Herb Jones at 38%, but he doesn't do a whole lot of that, right? That's the percentage of his field goal attempts there. doesn't mean he's taking a lot of them there because he's not taking a lot of shot attempts. And then you have Dyson Daniels at 30%. You could use another guy. By by comparison, Kyle Lewis Jr. is only at 25% of his shot attempts at the rim. If you want someone to get in the paint and try and score and just kind of do something to the defense, Russell Westbrook might be your guy. Additionally, he is dishing out assists and he creates for others that way. He might shoot a little more than you'd like, and we'll get into the reasons why they shouldn't sign him in the next segment here, and then maybe we'll make up our mind on this. But for a guy that's coming off the bench, and that's the role he'd play here in New Orleans, he's averaging 16 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, and and 7.5 assists. Those are numbers that New Orleans flat out could use. Not efficient, but coming off the bench, that isn't the worst thing. They're not going to be these all-star level players. And this is a former MVP that is a good locker room guy, despite what ESPN would have you believe. Players love him in the locker room. He never complained about anything that went on in Los Angeles the past two seasons. Never complained about anything with the Washington Wizards, who really should try and sign him if he does become a free agent. He's been just a good presence that people really gravitate towards. He is a leader in that capacity. So I don't buy that he'd be a locker room problem or anything like that. I think he could give you a lot of what you need. One of the other problems we've seen come up at times for the Pelicans is rebounding, particularly defensive rebounding. But Russell Westbrook is a very good defensive rebounder for a guard. He's grabbing five defense boards this season. When you get into the advanced numbers on it in his defensive rebounding percentage, it's you know the, the rebounds that he's getting while he's out there on the court. Past two years in LA has been above 18%. You compare that to guys on New Orleans, he's like one of the better rebounders already. That's a higher defensive rebound percentage than Zion Williamson, than Jackson Hayes do. Valanciunas is at 31.5, which is absurd. Billy Hernan Gomez is at 28.1. Larry Nance Jr. is 20.9. Then you have Zion Williamson at 17.1. Now, part of that is because he plays alongside Valanciunas, so he doesn't need to grab boards as much. But having a guy like Westbrook out there to go get those rebounds, I think kind of shores it up a little bit. So you have shooting, shot creation, offense and rebounding you know he's not a good defender but the pelicans have been able to get by and i think their defense has been pretty good all year long they're still ranked in the top 10 when it comes to that you know offense has been the problem and and he gives you that like is it the worst idea to bring him off the bench to create some instant offense in the postseason in this final stretch run especially if you don't have zion williamson in an effort to avoid 16 point third quarters and maintain a 20 point lead you can talk me into that am i talking you into it right now but on the flip side there's a whole lot of reasons why maybe that's not the direction that they should go in let's talk about cons of that and then some other buyout candidates and if this is even a realistic option for the pelicans we'll look at that in the third segment so coming up next 
Where do we even start on the uh, why not Russell Westbrook? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points. I'm taking Trey Murphy to make more than two and a half threes. How does it work? Prize picks is super easy. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. That is the best part. It's just you versus the projections that you see. And prize picks offers projections on any sport you watch the NBA, college basketball, WNBA, they have it all. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They also offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy made easy like prize picks does it. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free, coming to you like no one else is. No days between shows, no weeks between shows. We're here Monday through Friday. Subscribe. You'll get the newest episode. Anytime it's posted, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts to. It's on iTunes. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. We're everywhere. Just search Locked on Pelicans. And if you want to support the show, leave a five-star review with a comment. That's always wonderful. Or comment down below on YouTube. And today's question, should the Pelicans try and sign Russell Westbrook if he's bought out by the Utah Jazz? Something that's looking ever more likely by the day. So I gave you the reasons why. And there's, there's reasons why. Also worth noting, the Pelicans do have about $2.9 million in space before the luxury tax. You can conceivably offer Russell Westbrook a $2.8 million contract and get him to sign and try and outbid on other teams. There's definitely a possibility of that without going into the luxury tax. There's opportunities for the Pelicans there to really go and get him if they want him. But why wouldn't they go after him? And that list is long. And I'm going to start with, with this. It's, it's the arrested development meme, right? You've seen this thrown out there of people trying to kind of talk themselves into the, I'm not even going to play this for you. This will be on both YouTube and on the podcast form as well. Let me make sure I've got my buttons working here. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but, <laughs> but it might work for us. Yeah, didn't work out for the Los Angeles Lakers. Did it Did it really work out for the Washington Wizards? No. Did it work out for the Houston Rockets, all the places where he has played recently? And the answer to that is no. What's going to make it any different here? And that's a very valid point. It doesn't sound like there's a ton of teams beating down his door to try and sign him. We've heard it maybe be rumored that it's the Chicago Bulls. On Locked On NBA today, which I co-host on Wednesdays with John Krause of Locked On Celtics, we talked about Russell Westbrook and finding a home for him. And John's answer was basically like, yeah, what are, what are all the teams in China called? Let's pick one of them. That's where it makes the most sense for Russell Westbrook to end up. In a sense, with his inefficient style of play really being ball dominant, the league has passed him by a little bit, I think. And is he a guy that's conducive to winning? Maybe off the bench. Maybe off the bench. He wasn't like the biggest problem in LA. There were a million other ones. 
but he wasn't the answer and he wasn't the solution. So should we think differently here? And I think the answer to that is no, of course not. And when you look at what he fixes, yeah, the offense is needed, but guess what? They're still a good team. This is a team that's going to potentially, depending on this game tonight against Westbrook's former team, the Lakers, could have won five out of their last six after a 10-game losing streak. And when you get into some of the other numbers here, too, I don't know if the way that he plays really matters. Before and after Zion, I looked at some of the numbers here. The drives per game for New Orleans are getting downhill, driving to the basket. Basically the exact same from when Zion was playing versus when Zion wasn't. It was a difference of like two per game, and the Pelicans still ranked in the top 10, both before and after Zion's hamstring injury. Points in the paint are exactly the same before and after Zion. You would think that would drop significantly, and that hasn't. The Pelicans kind of know what their strengths and their advantages are, and other guys are stepping up and doing all of that. This is also factoring in that 10-game losing streak where you didn't have Brandon Ingram playing for most of it. And the numbers are kind of there. So if his strengths are supposed to improve that, he can bring New Orleans above where they already are, which is already pretty high. And is that going to be what kind of turns the season around? And I think the answer to that is no. I also don't think you can play him with Zion Williamson. The paint is just going to be completely walled off. We saw this be a big problem with the Los Angeles Lakers. Westbrook is many things. One thing he is not. He's also not many things. And one of those many things that he is not is a three-point shooter. Four attempts per game this season, he's shooting under 30%. Like, uh uh-uh. 3.4 attempts per game last season, under 30%. Year before that with the Wizards, where he had a really good year, I thought, 4.2 attempts on 31.5%. He's a career 30.4% shooter from deep on almost four attempts per game. Just give those shots to Trey Murphy. Just give those shots to Trey Murphy. Give the other shots that he would be taking to Najee Marshall. That's all you need. I don't think you need to bring in Westbrook. Defense isn't there. And when you look at the rebounding, they're they're still a good rebounding team. They've been all season long. I don't think we want to look at one game where the Thunder have a bunch of offensive boards and be like, that's the norm. You can kind of have a lot of confirmation bias in this sort of thing where you go, they always get beat and they always give up a lot of offensive boards. And like, it's not true when you look at everything. That's not the case at all. The Pelicans are still a top 10 defensive rebounding team by defensive rebounding percentage. They're fine when it comes to defensive rebounding. It happens that other teams will get some on occasion. And the Pelicans issues are more based off of long rebounds, which to be fair, a guy like Westbrook actually really would help with, but they're in the top 10 in that, you know, would you like him in the top five? Yeah. Is adding Russell Westbrook going to do that? Like, no, it's not going to tilt the scales that significantly. Do you also want him taking minutes away from some of the younger guys? Would you want Russell Westbrook taking minutes away from Kyra Lewis Jr., from Dyson Daniels? Plays that position, plays that similar style to Kyra at least. I don't know if I want that. And this is going to kind of get into the next segment here is roster spots are kind of important. And is Russell Westbrook the guy you want taking up that roster spot when either there's other buyout candidates there or there's another name that you're forgetting about that is probably important to the Pelicans' future? And let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. This is my secret weapon. I am down from the back part of the NBA season last year when I've really started working out and eating healthy, down about 25 pounds and up significantly in muscle. And I don't mean to like brag, but Built Bars have been a huge 
part of that, eating one or two of these things every single day. And I look forward to it. They're healthy and they taste delicious. I think I'm eating a candy bar. It satisfies that sweet tooth, but it's something that's actually good for me. And they're all covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, one of my personal favorites, peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. I'm really not sure how they do this, but the macros are great. 130 calories, four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you don't need to wait around to get a box. I've been telling you to go to built.com for years. You can just go now to Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-pack box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You can go to Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box with brownie batter and churro. Go give them a try. You can thank me later. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team and doing a show like this. It's a valid question. Should they kick the tires on a guy like Russell Westbrook? I lean towards no. I lean towards no after what we just talked about that. I just don't think he truly fixes what New Orleans needs. And when you look at the track record of has he helped teams, the answer is no. So to me, it's a no. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. And now for your second listen today, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. See me do those minute videos that get posted on YouTube and Twitter after. All of our hosts do that, and they all get compiled into one show that's 15 minutes or less. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. NBA, uh, Game to Game NBA, make that your second listen today. If you just want to catch up on the games that happen. And sometimes there's a lot and it's tough to keep track of it all. Today on Locked On Pelicans, we are talking about what 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 they do in the buyout market. You know, it looks like it's going to be very active. There's a lot of teams that are interested in a number of guys out there. We've seen some sign already. What could New Orleans do there? And again, this was brought up from a question of would the Pelicans consider adding in a buy, someone from the buyout market, given their perceived lack of interest spending money on a non-contender? So the quick answer to this is no. No, it's not if Russell Westbrook was available, not if Kevin Love was available, which is a guy that I think makes sense on this team, or even Bryn Forbes makes sense as a shooter who was released by, I think, the Minnesota Timberwolves. More shooting is what this team needs than a guy like Russell Westbrook. More shooting. Love can give you that. Forbes can give you that, too. He's a pretty good three-point shooter. So if they wanted to sign someone, I think it'd be one of those two guys. But here's the thing. They don't have a roster spot. They're maxed out right now. There's no roster spot available for this team. They didn't do a trade where they sent out two guys and brought one back for whatever reason. And they don't have a roster spot to bring someone in unless they waive somebody. You could waive Garrett Temple Jr. You could, in theory, waive Josh Richardson, but we know that's not going to happen, especially now. So I don't know where they would even get the roster spot to do that. I don't think they are really looking at waving anyone and just kind of eating that salary. You could do it to Jackson Hayes if you know you're not going to re-sign him, anything like that. No one else is is really like, are you worried about them cutting, right? You can go down the roster and no one's in danger of that whatsoever. And here's the thing. If they do create a roster spot, say they wave somebody, and there's reasons to do this, I think the person they'd want to sign is EJ Liddell, not someone on the buyout market, but EJ Liddell, the guy they drafted in the second round, that they had a first round grade on. I had him as 19th on my NBA big board, suffered that injury in summer league that's kept him out for the season, but that was a guy that they really wanted to have on an active roster. He's on a two-way deal now. The reason that you'd want to 
do this now is you can dip into your mid-level exception from this year. That resets on, what, July 1 when the league new year starts. And you can, they didn't use it this offseason. You know, that money, that eight point something, whatever that you could get from that goes away and you just got to tie into next year's, tap into next year's, but you're going to have more roster spots next year. You might use that more than you did this past year or use it at all. So if you can get EJ Liddell on a $1.2 million deal now, that gives you $1.2 million to spend, more to spend potentially in free agency through the mid-level exception that they'll have next year. So that's what I think New Orleans would want to do and why they're probably trying to avoid the buyout market unless they look at a guy on the buyout market as someone that would be on the team long term going into next year. Then you sign them for a deal like that. But I don't think there's anyone they really want to try and just eat all that money for. They have about $2.8 million they could spend this year on a buyout guy without getting into the luxury tax. Freezes EJ Liddell out, keeps him on that two-way. They still have his rights and everything, so they can deal with that later if they need to. But I think it makes more sense to kind of handle things with him. But Forbes, Love, I think make more sense than Russell Westbrook would, at least for me. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Russell Westbrook fan or no? Do you want to see the Pelicans try and get him if they could get him for cheap for the remainder of the season? Good idea? Bad idea? Let me know what you think. And also enjoy the game. Tonight is the Pelicans' final game before the All-Star break. Send me your Twitter questions. We'll answer them on here. Maybe it gets turned into a whole show. This was a good question that sparked a larger idea, a larger discussion about things. I love those type of questions. There have been a couple of other good ones that are going to get turned into shows or segments too. So send them over to me, at Nola Jake. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison. Again, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.